You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Very excited, as always, to be joined by Daniel Shahori, my second favorite Daniel. I am, of course, Bilal Vakani. You may know me from the Bilal Vakani Hour on Sirius XM. Probably not, but that's where I work. Today that's how talking, I know you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about WrestleMania Backlash, which offers just one title match of the six matches on the card, Dan. Uh, I think we can all guess what that title match is. Does that surprise you, Dan, when you, you, you think about this card laid out and five out of six matches are not for championships? And what, sorry, that's Ronda and Charlotte. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, I, I'll be honest. I'm on paper. I think tonight's dynamite is, is more exciting than this coming pay-per-view this Sunday, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot of high hopes, but sometimes, uh, and I think this will be a card that will be shorter because they haven't put much on there. There's a couple of matches on here that should really be short. Mm-hmm. Some that won't be that should be. Um, let's talk about what really undisputedly should be the main event. SmackDown women's champion, Charlotte Flair taking on Ronda Rousey in an I quit match. This has the stipulation. It has the title. It has Charlotte. It has Ronda. And I actually think this program has been pretty good. Um, arguably, you know, if you go back to SmackDown the week before, the beat the clock challenge should have been to establish the, you know, uh, the stipulation as opposed to a way to explain the stipulation. But nevertheless, I think this will be a good match, Dan. I think the build uh, has been pretty decent. It's been decent. And it's the only one, it's the only match on this card, in my opinion, that is worthy of being on a premier live event. Mm. Everything else is a, to me is a SmackDown match. So, uh, but that being said, and I get, I'm not that excited about it because we saw it at Mania and it was all right. And the build was, yeah, it was all right. It, it, it was good enough for the story that they're telling. And again, it's the only one worthy of being on the show. So I'll take it. It's ironic, Dan, because this really should have met a resolution properly at Mania where Ronda should have just won. Uh, yet, you know, that inability to just do a non-screwy finish on WrestleMania is somewhat of a blessing in disguise. I also think it's fair to say, I don't know that Rousey's really fully in gear yet in terms of her character work. I think in the ring, she's really good, but I don't know if she's given that promo or that line um, that's really jumped off the page yet. And I think she will do that in the coming weeks to, you know, perhaps months. Do you think is, I get the impression that, she her heart is just not in it anymore i think she realized when she came back i think she realized that oh i've done this already i had my fun with this and i think she's i don't in other words i don't think she's going to resign next time her contract is up i think she's done with this yeah i I could see that and i don't know if charlotte flair was really the program she wanted to do i think Mm -hmm. her goal was to do becky but uh, fox obviously wanted rousey there and I think the saving grace that that may just fix this is potentially, you know, fast tracking a Shayna Baszler as a future challenger and letting Baszler and Rousey just go at it um, might be a way to salvage something. Even Natalia, your hot shot Natalia in there. It seems like she's doing everything these days with NXT 2.0. I, I think you're going to have to do something like that if you want to get Ronda Rousey all the way to next WrestleMania where Becky Lynch could win a Royal rumble and come over and have that WrestleMania rematch. You're going to have to get creative. Um, 
short of Becky Lynch winning money in the bank, which is a, a very distinct possibility. And if, if, as you said, if Rousey's not in it, they could pull the trigger on Becky Lynch and money in the bank in the next few months and just kick it all out the window in a, in a rush. And I think the more I think about it, it's a distinct possibility for sure. I'm assuming if all goes well, they're going to do Becky babyface Becky and heel Rhonda next year mania. I'm assuming that's where this is going. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Rhonda will be done with the company after that. Uh, so it, it, going back to what you said, I would love to see, cause they haven't done it yet. I would love mm-hmm. to see uh, Shayna Baszler and, and Rhonda. It'd be such a waste if they're, they're both in the same company and they, and they like, they, they saw them recently training together. So mm-hmm. now they're, at least they're establishing that they know each other on the, on the, on the, on the main roster. So it'd be a real shame if, if they don't have a feud at some point. Yeah, no. And especially for Baszler, she deserves another shot in that spot. Uh, speaking of title shots, we uh, did, we're not going to get quite a few here. Drew McIntyre is teaming with the raw tag team champions, RK bro to take on the undisputed WWE universal champion, Roman Reigns and the SmackDown tag team champions, the Usos in a six man non-title match. This was originally going to just be the Usos versus RK bro for the tag team titles. It looked like Shinsuke Nakamura was actually going to get an undisputed title shot, but that got dropped a few weeks later. He was a lumberjack in the McIntyre Sami Zayn program. So uh, now I, I look at this match, Dan, and it's undoubtedly disappointing. They are either scrapping the title unification altogether, or they're going to push it back at least a month, if not multiple months, knowing WWE. So now I think the only way this can achieve anything, and it's diminished returns without a doubt, is if McIntyre somehow pins Roman in this match and you can at least set up a intriguing title match for one or both of these undisputed titles. Okay. If that's if, all right. If that's a saving grace of this, mm-hmm. uh, what is this? I mean, I, so if that happens, first of all, I, it, that would make sense, but I hope they don't do that. I don't believe Roman Reigns should be pinned for any reason uh, until he loses the title. Uh, but saying what you said, that, that makes sense. That, that At least if he if Drew does that, then you'll have a reason for them hmm. to have a match. Uh, but what happened here? What, why is this happening? Why, why didn't we get the unification title match? Hmm. And why this, again, this is a, this is a SmackDown main event. Yeah, it's very odd. And, you know, even when you start to think about this for more than a second, it falls apart because, Dan, when are they going to the UK? Is it September? They're doing the big stadium show in the UK? Yeah, and they were just there, but for that doesn't matter. But no, there well, my point is, there. Yeah. if you're going to do this Drew Roman thing, right. why the hell wouldn't you do it there? You know how much WWE likes to embarrass people in their hometowns or countries yeah. or, you know, maybe geographical regions in terms of, you know, Scotland, UK, all that. But it's just so odd to me to do this now. I know. When why, like, done right. Shinsuke. So why, I mean, this is, I don't know why, again, I, do you, did you hear why this happened? Like why they took this back, that stipulation? Uh, I, I honestly have no idea, Dan. It very much felt like they were going to do Shinsuke. They were going to, they even set Sami Zayn up in a steel cage match where he could have logically escaped and you could have done some other stipulation like a tables match at this pay-per-view and said, Hey, you know, you can't escape Sammy. Somebody has to go through a table. It really feels like they pulled the rug up from underneath Shinsuke Nakamura and said, you know how we were setting you up for that undisputed title. Now we changed our minds. We're just going to fall back on drew. And we're all, despite the fact we're going to fall back on that, we're not even going to pay that off. Initially, we're going to stretch it out. And then probably 
Drew loses in a month, and they revisit it in September, which is bizarre. Okay, so you, so my next question was, uh, you think that at the stadium show in what is it, Wales? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cardiff, I don't know. Cardiff, Wales. Oh, yeah. uh, so that that'll be. You think that they will revisit Drew? So there's nobody else that they would put in that spot um, because it's the UK. That, look, you've got options. You've got Balor. You've got people on that roster. But I realistically, Balor's going to be released by then. Well, then. and Drew could find himself in a mid card situation with Ricochet or, you know, s- someone else. And uh, that you know that, or or maybe he's going to end up with Tyson Fury, right? Maybe they know something we don't know, and they're planning for that. And, and maybe, oh right, yeah, you know that. Would what about? Be the, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that's an incredibly optimistic take, and I'm only basing that on Fury putting some stuff out into the universe that he would like to face Drew at some point, but then maybe you need Saudi money for that. Maybe the Cardiff money is not sufficient for Mr. Fury. Uh, right. I, first of all, yeah, I heard about the, the Fury McIntyre thing. So that's probably going to happen. Uh, I, I believe that they both want it. And uh, if Fury is actually retired now, he may as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is it too early or I don't know. Do you think they would do Cody and Roman at that stadium show? I I feel like they're going to blow through Cody before. Uh, you're talking about the Cardiff show. Yeah. I think they're going to blow through Cody before that. Um, SummerSlam? Yeah, I think SummerSlam, SummerSlam, if not sooner. And let's move to uh, Cody since you mentioned him. He's going to take on Seth Rollins. This is part two, um, but it just it cannot be with any of the surprise or any of the intrigue of the first match, not to say this can't be a great match, potentially match of the night, even so, but the issue becomes Dan, if you give it to Seth here, which I really hope they don't, you set up a a third match and I I just, it's even more diminishing returns. Like Cody, I think needs to win this. Rollins is basically Teflon. He laughs at everything and you need to, I, I would hope move Rollins into one more feud before you get him to go up against Roman or at least another feud, what that feud is, I don't really know, but there's no shortage of things you could do. Edge, AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, like there's a lot of potential there. Of course. And, and yeah, a, a heel Seth Rollins, you can beat like a drum. Cody needs to, just like Roman, uh, Cody and Roman do not need to lose until like next year, it, it seems, right? Uh, perhaps, um, uh, Roman, and, and it might be, you know, it, it might be if they wait long enough, Cody, the one that take it off of Roman, but mm-hmm. uh, there's no reason why either of them should be losing. So you can beat that. Yeah. And yeah. So um, Cody could go on to many people and probably edge if, if, if he, if he needs to remain on the, on the raw side of things, I think edge is the next logical step. Well, and finally enough, we're going to see AJ Styles, versus edge uh damian priest specifically priest is barred from ringside as a result of monday night raw and dan this really gives me some hope that somebody and there's quite a few options here could be introduced into edges judgment day because that's a great name for a faction um we could be talking as simple as beth phoenix we could be talking about rhea ripley we could be talking about champa who's uh mm-hmm. seemed to have taken a turn as well or maybe it's somebody who's completely off the radar maybe gangrel is going to come back now um, what do you see happening here? Um, I would imagine Edge gets some help from a new friend and gets the win here. Um, I can't imagine 
I, I guess Finn Balor could show up and we could see some sort of reformation of the Bullet Club um, and we could maybe get a mini faction war. Well, the, 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 was the stipulation that Balor couldn't show up? No. So, no, just Priest. But I don't think he's going to show up unless someone else is introduced mm. in that faction. Uh, the the heaviest rumor was Rhea Ripley. That's mm. cool. Uh, yep. Do they? So, is there a female Bullet Club person that they could throw in here? Um, who would they? Oscar in the Bullet Club. That's what they'll probably be thinking. Oscar was not in the Bullet Club. Okay, but uh, I don't think there's ever been a female in the Bullet Club. Am I wrong? Well, and I guess the thing about this, Dan, is it's mm. it's not the Bullet Club. It's not so the Bullet Club. It very literally could be a jilted Liv Morgan, right? At this point. Uh, oh, right. Sure. It could be, uh, right. Or maybe in Alexa Bliss, it could be, mm-hmm. right. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Although I, I kind of feel like Alexa Bliss would be a better fit for this faction than against this faction. Um, yeah. it, it could be Wendy Styles for all I know, but certainly there's at least some intrigue around this match. Uh, speaking of impact, uh, we've got Bobby Lashley taking on almost with MVP at ringside. It, it should be pointed out, but I, I, even with MVP potentially causing some disruptions, this really should be a short match, Dan, a short match, but who who's going over here? I, I don't know if it matters to be honest. There's just two big boys slapping meat as people like to say, uh, it doesn't matter just, to me, but yeah. it, it's, it matters to the, to the, uh, I think, if you're Omos, you're most concerned about the outcome uh, because if if he loses again, this the this is it for him. But also, what does it say about? I believe Omos will go over uh, with the help of MVP because why? So you, you pair him with with a manager, and then the first time you do that, he loses. Mm-hmm. That no, no. Yeah, yeah. There's at least an upside there. Um, I, I honestly, Dan, I think. I don't, I know Lashley has risen to the point of a world champion, mm. especially with a unified champion. I, I can't imagine almost is going to be at that level. I think at best we're no. talking, you know, a mid card title and with theory in the middle of holding it. Um, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, I don't think MVP has got the in-ring stuff to go for a tag team titles. And once again, if we're moving towards a unified tag team titles, even less so, and we've already been there with almost an AJ um, so I, I don't like th- there's a very thin line between, you know, this guy being uh, a big power that's looming and potentially being in the 24 seven picture. Like, quite honestly, I think it's a very thin line where, you know, WWE wakes up one day and Vince McMahon says, you know, what the 24 seven championship is mis- missing tall guys and almost an MVP are in there with our truth. Um, it's very possible. He, uh, I'm gonna, you're probably, you're, I think you're on the right path. I think they might just uh, streamline him to the unemployment line. I think, I don't believe he's going to be possible. on the roster by the end of 2022. Yeah. MVP will, but mm-hmm. not Omos. And that's not fair to, uh, to MVP that expected. Mm. He can't, he, he can't wrestle for him. Yeah. Uh, talking is one thing, but it's, I, I listen. I, he's, he actually seems like a nice man, mm-hmm. Omos, right? Uh, but he's not long for this company. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a steep learning curve, and he's been put in a pretty much an impossible situation. Yeah. Um, speaking of people who may not be in as impossible situation, Happy Corbin is going to take on Madcap Moss. Right. Um, and this is really one of the only post WrestleMania storylines that's really advanced. You know, mm-hmm. we're seeing Happy Corbin post winning streak 
going up against Madcap Moss. Uh, Madcap probably losing the suspenders here, hopefully, and kind of becoming his own thing. And it, it's, you know, for a match that might potentially be on paper not that important, I actually think there's pretty decent implications here, Dan, because Happy Corbin was essentially undefeated until WrestleMania. Madcap Moss uh, won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal in one of his, you know, first mania matches if not his first mania match very much like corbin um i think low-key these are two guys wwe like a lot and i think we're going to be seeing a lot more of them and, and as a result i think this will be quite good happy versus mad but yeah so he you're right you know it, it's so sad because because what you said is entirely accurate this is the one story that has progressed yeah and what is this and and will he lose the suspension so what i don't know is he still going to be called madcap moss going forward probably just moss because you know how wwe is, right. is with shortening names sure. right or maybe just mad madcap yeah. i don't even know if they'll keep cap dan i think it would just be mad or cap uh yeah um so who wins this this is i'm gonna say madcap yeah i i think they're they're building him up uh and to be fair to corbin as much as he had this winning streak it was never put over it was very much like the monsoor winning streak this was a dumb winning streak i don't count this yeah. at all guy that's changes ridiculous. his name and that's ridiculous a couple yeah, that, months worth of matches where he's in a holding is, pattern that is not a streak yeah yeah it, it is what it is um I, I guess that's pretty much it for the card as i said only six really? matches dan oh, my um the Look only at this the only title match is is flair and ronda do you have any additional comments this is a premium live event yes well as this... premium as you like we have to remember i believe peacock is about five dollars in the u.s right now yeah. uh, and i believe it's even less if you put up with the ads so uh premiums being thrown around that's right. quite loosely here so when raw comes to toronto in like September, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I going to go? No, because I'm not paying for a non-premium live event, right? Yeah. What, why would I do that? I, I think, and you alluded to the releases here, Dan. It, they are WWE is moving towards, uh, especially under the guise of not Nick Khan, uh, the other Khan. No, it Tony? is Nick Khan. Now nah, I'm mixing them up again, and I, I did it. Uh, Nick Khan. Under Nick Khan, you know, this is a spreadsheet company. This is a company that made itself leaner and leaner and leaner to undercut the competition and go onto a streaming service in Peacock in the US, which I'm sure is currently looking at doing that in every other country in the world. Yeah. And is also position has been positioning itself for a long time to be bought by a big streaming player or the parent company of NBC Universal or Disney or what have you. And ultimately it is somewhat a race to a bo- to the bottom. It is how do they continue to provide a brand that people like you and I uh, are invested in on a certain level, but do it cheaply. Um, Cause it's, it's not the attitude era. It is essentially the only way this company can grow in their eyes is by growing the profit margins. And mm-hmm. that's what they're doing to the they're, default they're of wrestling com- completely. No. You know, if you look at the NXT cuts, uh, Dakota Kai being one of them, but I think in fairness to Dakota Kai and Malcolm Bibbins, I don't think either of them, wanted to still be there. No. But that was the same situation for Roderick Strong and he is still there. But it is about of those three people, who is the one in a position not to necessarily even entertain anyone, but to put over new talent, to put over cheaper talent, to put over talent that fits what the company's brand is right now, not what the brand was even maybe a year ago when NXT 
was a totally different property, was in a different position, was run by a different person, was going up against AEW. Um, it's not where this company is ultimately. No, um, it's they're going to within six months to a year. My, my other prediction is that they're going to resort back to how they were doing it in recent years. In, in other words, this NIL program mm. is going to fail. You can't mm. have these, you can't have people that aren't passionate about doing this, that haven't always, the, the best ones are the ones that always wanted to do this uh, and have always imagined themselves doing this. That not what this NIL, NIL program is doing. And they're going to, they're going to figure this out pretty quickly and they're going to, they're going to run back to the Indies to snatch up whoever they can that has a little bit of experience because this is not working. It's well, already I, not working. I would say to you, Dan, before we go here, it, it is already happening. Uh, last night, and then we're recording this ahead of the pay-per-view, of course, last night on NXT uh, 2.0, we saw Nathan Frazier defeat Grayson Waller. And Waller is a guy who was, you know, very much cast in the form of this uh, influencer, uh, big character who didn't, who had some good moves, but wasn't really the in-ring product that Frazier is, uh, formerly Ben Carter for the AEW fans out mm-hmm. there. And the fact that they put Frazier over, um, I think tells you that they are starting to realize that uh, there is a limit to how much you can completely lean, lean on the entertainment. Yeah. And we'll see in the coming months, do they go back to a Saray? Do they go back to a Io Shirai? They have to. Um, the renamed Kaylee Ray. Uh, even, you know, taking the time to rename Casey Catanzaro tells you that they're not at the point where they view her and to an extent, Caden Carter as this expendable female tag team. They view them as part of their system that, you know, when this toxic attraction experiment is over with Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolene and JC Jane, uh, quite honestly, I think Gigi Dolene will have a future with the company because of those independent roots and, you know, once they divest themselves from that stable, we're never going to see them again. And these other women are going to move up and take their spots. And, and again, even in the breakout tournament, Santino Morella's daughter, um, a part of that as well. Um, they are certainly hedging their bets. And I think we'll see more and more of that. We'll see, man. So uh, one last thing about the backlash. It's just so traditionally when WWE puts forth what seems to be an underwhelming card mm. on paper, they tend to over-deliver. So that's my one, mm. one hope spot for the whole thing is that no one's expecting anything. So maybe, maybe it'll be half decent. Well, I think it's also human nature, Dan, you, you get a lighter card, you finish early, you put the right match in the main event, you leave people with Ronda Rousey reclaiming the women's championship. Yeah. I, I think you can get away with people being pretty happy. Um, yeah. certainly not go down as pay-per-view of the year, no. but it's sort of low risk, low reward, um, a safe pay-per-view. It, it's very evident the, the loss of not having a Brock Lesnar, not having a Johnny Knoxville going down the list, uh, not even putting, for example, uh, Becky and Oscar on this card is shocking. Yeah, no Bianca, me. no Becky. Yeah. And I, I, to some extent, I ex- understand the Bianca because, the story they're telling with Sonya Deville is maybe not at the level that it should be on a pay-per-view. I, I get that. But to not put Asuka and uh, Becky, which is clearly a pay-per-view program, it, it kind of says to me they don't feel like Backlash is good enough for that program or they want to build that to money in the bank. 
um, or, or a bigger event, because that's ultimately is going to have a, a premium live event payoff. And the only way I can read that, because it's never an issue of how much they build these feuds, because some of these feuds will, you know, in this case, I don't think there's one that's been built overnight, but there's a very good chance they're going to stick a seventh match on this card. Sure. So it's never a question of how much they build it. Cause I don't care. It's a question of, is the pay-per-view good enough for the matches you can present to us? And backlash is not that pay-per-view no. in their eyes. They didn't even look at Owens. He goes from getting this, carrying the whole thing with Austin yep. to, I, I thought, he was going to get Ezekiel on this pay-per-view, but not, not even that he's not yeah. even getting, I don't even know why, like, why would you, why wouldn't you do Owens and Ezekiel mm-hmm. on yeah. this pay-per-view? It's a great singles match. They've held off. And, um, at I, least there's a history. There's a story so far. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And you could have done some wacky stipulation with yeah. Gable and Otis. I don't know. You put Gable and in they a have shark to do cage. A blood test or something. When, when it's, if he, yeah. if Owens wins, he gets to, I don't know. There's a DNA test. I I hope we get something backstage, you know, where maybe Owens and Ezekiel run into somebody from SmackDown and they're trying to convince Aaliyah, you know, whether he's Ezekiel or not, like something, right? Take advantage of some character on that show. But uh, I don't even know if they'll do that. Dan, uh, the the pay-per-views are sometimes underwhelming, but talking to you is never underwhelming. Thank you for this. And we will reconvene for, I think it's Money in the Bank next, but much like WWE, I have no idea. Or double or nothing? Oh, I forgot. There you go. Yeah, and maybe uh, are we doing uh, the Forbidden Door in June as well? Yeah, I guess so. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.